Welcome, Johnny, to the uh, Laughing Monkey Music Show. How are you doing tonight, man? I, I, I guess I'm doing okay. I don't know anymore. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. I feel like we're in a therapist chair here. Doing good. I wanted to um, kind of reach out to you and see what's going on and what you're working on and kind of talk about some of the things you've done and let everyone know you're still out there and you got a few things coming up. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think I have some stuff coming up. I got some chicken uh, thawing in the, uh, in the sink. It's going on two hours, so that's something to look forward to. I'm gonna gonna try my attempt at rice aroni. Everyone's telling me it's it's great. You know, it's gotta have treat. Spanish rice. Now, I, I just go to a restaurant when I want Spanish rice, but now I'm gonna try to make it. So uh, last time I had to throw away the entire pan because I ruined it. It stuck to the bottom. And you burned it, right? That's what I did. That's why. Yeah, just the whole thing. It was just too, it's too much work cleaning it, so I threw it out. Didn't get pans at like the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to try that. So I don't know what else I really, that's, those are the main things that I have going on uh, today. Well, those are some great selling points. So I'm going to put a few other things I think you're doing that are pretty good too. A, your social media is hilarious. You're on Instagram. Your website is just chock full of, of like a ton of stuff. Um, it's hilarious. But on your website, you actually have a bunch of different projects on there. You, um, right now, one of the things you have going on is your podcast and as you told me earlier, you're actually producing an album from uh, a local local band, local guy. You want to start yeah, with that? Actually? Uh, yeah, I, I tr him. I'm trying Jamie. to keep it going. I'm struggling, you know. Um, like everybody else, you know, this whole thing has just been. It's it's you know I've almost lasted a year and I'm about to crack. <laughs> so I almost made it a full year, um, and I I've been I've been kind of lagging a little bit with just putting stuff out just. I have ideas and I, I want to do things. I just, the motivation is, it's just not quite there. And I'm just struggling. I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And, and I'm, and I'm trying to get that back, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on some new stuff. I have a new podcast. I have a new album and um, the singer songwriter named Jamie Allen, he lives out in um, uh, St. Louis. He reached out and I'm, I'm producing something for him, uh, a solo acoustic album of his. He's a really good guy and he sounds really good. And, if you like Brett Michaels, you will like this guy because he yeah. sounds just like that guy. I met Brett Michaels once. I went on tour with him, and oh, I was like, oh, "Sound like shit, bro." I went on tour with Brett Michaels. I I, uh, I did meet him though, um, and he was very nice. I gave him a hug, and immediately um, the pain in my hip went away. So he might have some kind of messiah, unworldly, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. Maybe we can put that in a bottle. Actually, he yeah, makes that in a bottle himself because he's pretty good at uh, merchandise. If you, that's right. If you ever have any ailments, mm -hmm. go stand in line, have them touch you, and then be prepared to, you know, to pay whatever, like $15 or $20. You're at an LA gun show. It might be $20. It's the inflation. We've got to make up for the COVID. It's um... <laughs> that you'll probably get from the HUD. <laughs> <laughs> I cured your hip, but I gave you COVID, bro. COVID. But COVID. Well, can you cure that too? That'll be another fifteen dollars. Yeah. Uh, I said it's actually thirty dollars. It's a. It's, a pure, it's actually a pyramid yeah, scheme. That's right. I'll do the VIP COVID package, ninety bucks. I give it to you. I take it away, and you get a shirt. That's, that's a good deal. Actually, it's a good deal. You, uh, good. <laughs> you're so funny. I know everyone's struggling. Like I said, we're, we're all struggling on different levels in, in, in the music industry. You guys are here on a, on, a, on a different level because 
you know, your bread and butter is out there talking. And I think one of the things people need to know, and we, under this uh, interview, the look on the YouTube page, all the links of all your stuff's going to be there. Merchandise, big goals. Everyone needs to go out and support the artists, um, music, merch. You still doing guitar lessons? You know, I, I want to do guitar lessons. I, I don't know how to get it going. Everyone keeps asking me, like, oh, you'd be great at it. You got all this stuff. Just put it out. And sometimes I'll put it out there. I'll go on Craigslist. I have one on Craigslist right now. Nobody calls me. And then I put it in the wrong spot. I put it under like community musicians and I get all, and then it gets take flagged. So I go on, on the um, forum and I, I'm like, Hey, I'm new here. You know, why does my mm-hmm. stuff keep getting flagged? And they're like, cause you don't know how to follow directions. What I want to know is how's that pizza delivery going in, in, in your mother's basement? And are you still dri- driving that shitty? Car? <sighs> like they know me or something and they're making fun of me. And I really wanted to know why it was coming down. I guess it was in the wrong category yeah so i put it because other people were posting lessons in there so i i took it out i put it in the right one which is like sales or services and then you got to pay for it so until i get a lesson i'm already five dollars in the hole so i'm gonna have to charge more now to pay myself back for being humiliated on craigslist and being in the wrong i don't i don't know what's going on i i am working on some flyers i'm gonna put some stuff out if someone wants to take some guitar lessons or wants any kind of a lesson on anything. Right. I, I, I met this, I, I met this guy and he was, um, I'm afraid to get COVID, you know, terrified of it. I'm, you know, and I met this kid and he's like a nurse and he's like kind of a, a smaller guy, like something mm-hmm. happened to a couple surgeries and, and he's a nurse and he's like, well, I'm a nurse and I'm gay. I'm like, all right. Well, so and he's like, and I'm telling you, you want to get COVID. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> he goes, you probably have it. Cause I didn't, wasn't feeling good. And I told him, he's like, you probably have COVID. I'm like, don't say that. He goes, I want COVID. He goes, uh, when I wanted to get COVID, I knew someone that had COVID and I borrowed his laptop and I touched his laptop and I put it over my face. I got COVID. I'm like, why would you want to do that? It's like, cause now I have it. Oh. I, well, that doesn't mean anything. You can die from it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, if you're like under siege or you're at like the Capitol building, and you have COVID yeah. and you give it to everybody else, then where are you going to park your truck? You next to COVID trucks with flags? <laughs> don't get me started on that. But no, I, yeah, I, I, just, I don't oh. want to get COVID because I need to taste things. Well, if I can't taste stuff, like 75% of my life's over. I mean, what, what's, you know, it's, you can't taste a, a burrito or a steak, you know, and you're just eating it just to chew it. Yeah. Am I as, might as well just live at home forever. Every time I heard my mom cough, I wanted to walk her out to the shed, but she snuck <laughs> away. They're still pretty fast at that age. Just Turkey. go over there, around the corner. <laughs> it's over. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna go. I'm that is thinking. where it is, and you can you can always have a job in IT. You can't always have a guitar playing job, or or be a professional bowler. Those two things, you know, they're like on the outs, which I like both things. I, but it's it's a tough occupation to um, unhirable right now. I, I haven't had a, any work in like a year, or you know, little things. I've done some stuff. I wrote a couple of commercials and I did a couple of things here and there. But for the most part, you know, I used to play a lot of shows, and uh, it's been a slow year. Or last year, I even got chastised for it. Like, you know, why aren't you doing anything? Get out there, work. Or with, there's nothing open. When my, and some people are, are working through it. And that's awesome. 
I mean, I, I would do it, I guess. I'm a little afraid to be around crowds still, but some people yeah. are out there working through it. I know there's some bands. I used to be in a band, what, Tantric. They're, they're out there touring. Yeah, I didn't they, know you were in Tantric, care. actually. I didn't really know a lot about Tantric. It was a short I, time. I yeah, it was, it was, I didn't have the right um, strap. I, I didn't, you know, have the right look. They kept yelling at me. They're like, your guitar's too in tune. <laughs> but they're they're out there touring i think they're they're out on the road they're playing all the all the stops i think they're in they're going to be in missouri coming up and they have i see it in my in my feed so some people are out there you know because yeah. a lot of people are like fuck covid and Dang. i just like i can just i just get so anxious when i hear that and around me i just see they're covered in covid that's coming off them and I, and I try to like talk and suck in. So I try not to breathe. So I'm not breathing in there. And then I'll be talking to them and off the turn. And then eventually I'll have to like leave and like use the alcohol. It's, it's a nightmare. I can't, I can't go anywhere. It's, it's, it's really giving me anxiety. But you're doing some um, like commercials and stuff, right? That wasn't yeah. aware of. Yeah. Um, I just did uh, something for Whirlpool. This is uh, for John Fiera with Genuine Music. I've been working with him for over 20 years. He's out of Chicago. He's Portuguese. Portuguese, mm-hmm. they're very resourceful. Um, and he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, I was introduced to him through Mike Tholen, who's an engineer, who, who did the Enough's Enough paraphernalia album, and I think another one. And then he's worked with Donnie V um, recently on uh, Beautiful Things, that his album. And uh, I, I mean, whenever something comes up that he thinks I would be good at or he can use me for, you know, he just he throws it at, at me. And then uh, he went for Whirlpool. Did one for um, some pharmaceutical company. Um, there was a beer company in there somewhere. Um, see if I could say. There was a lot over the years. We did so many, but the, the recent ones were uh, a Beringer Englem. Is that a Boringer Englem? Is that a? I don't know what that is. Optima Batteries, Masonite, Wendy's, Yamaha, Whirlpool, Oreo. There was a Maytag right before that. So. It was going pretty good, and then I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard from him lately. He did music uh, or jingleies. I haven't heard any of them. I wouldn't know. Stop my yeah, head. just like I like he'll he'll come up with like you know, the concept or the or a couple chords, and then I'll write it. Yeah, play the guitar parts. Sometimes I sing, depending on what he needs, and I give it back to him, and he produces it and puts it to the video. And next thing you know, it's on your on your TV. A lot of them don't go. Some of them do. And a lot of them just play out of the country or they're just internet based. But I've heard a bunch, you know, that have gone and have played and gotten lucky a, a few times with that. But I wish there was more of that because if there was more of that, I, I would be doing better and I wouldn't, uh, you know, be replacing the, um, the ball joint in my uh, 2002 Hyundai Sonata for $1,200. I'd probably just go buy a new car. So I, yeah. um, I'm hoping to get some more work this year once things get a little better. Because some of the companies are just, they're even holding back doing production because they, they have to close down because they can't have people, you know, in the building and stuff. So it's, it's been, this whole thing's been a mess. Way worse than the chicken pox, which I had twice. I've been to England several times, like years ago. And every time I've gone there, I think I've gotten COVID. But... but <laughs> One time I got Bell's palsy, like the, the day before I got on the plane. Every time I go to England, I get sick. Every time. 
I don't know what it is. I think it's because they have those radiators. They don't have like normal heat and stuff. And their beds are like made of springs and twine. So I can never sleep. And I'm sick and I'm coughing and they're always drinking and they're like, <laughs> coughing on me. They're nice. Can't understand them. So I'm like, what? Like, and then we're talking back and forth. And uh, I got COVID. Or maybe it wasn't COVID. It might have just been something else. But but every time I've been there, I got Bell's palsy the day before. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm packing my bags and I'm getting everything ready and I'm cramming all my stuff in there and I, and I'm smoking pot and I look in the mirror, it's like two in the morning and half of my face is like, and I'm like, I'm having a stroke. I'm, I'm dying. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to the ER. So I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I'm like, you know, freaking out all my stuff's everywhere. It's like almost, you know, I got to be up in like four hours. So I drive myself to the ER and I get there. And they're like, okay, do this, put your hands out, do this, do that, squeeze this. Like, I think I know what's going on here. You, you have Bell's palsy. It's an infection. It starts in your ear and it attacks this nerve and it paralyzes the side of your face. And then it's going to come back, but you have to take steroids and it's going to take a while. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to England tomorrow. So like, oh, it's going to get worse. So they give me the medicine. I get on the plane and it gets worse and worse. And it's the one time Enough's Enough decides to film like a live video with me. I'll suck it and see your stupid name like that so the whole time I'm singing I'm like singing like this in my mouth I'm bleeding I'm biting my lip my one eye is like open the other one's shut it's like two-faced like I look like I was there to kill Batman and, and, I'm, and I'm you know trying to sing and they can't understand me I can't understand them because they're from Wales and I'm like and they're like talking to me and it was a nightmare and it got worse and it was a pain in my ear it was like someone stabbing me in the ear for like three weeks and I could barely sing and my, I couldn't physically move my mouth. It was, it was brutal. So how did you even I, get that? That's crazy. I don't know how that happens. I, I, I guess it's an infection. Like you get an ear, it started as an ear infection and it attacks the ninth cranial nerve. And it, it does something to, to, to your face because that's where all the nerves are, that control yeah. one side of your face are. It's rough I and it, it went away, but I still to this day, you can have like lingering effects and I still can't smile. Right. I mean, not that I, when I smile, it looks really forced, but see yeah. one side doesn't go all the way up. I don't know. I can't even look at myself. Like, I want to see what it looks like. And if you don't smile a lot, your face ends up looking like that. So you end up looking like, Meh. you know, I don't yeah. want to look like that. So I've been practicing like, you know, what the people are, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm, I'm practicing being happy. <laughs> for, for after COVID. Like, why don't you just be happy. I'm like, why don't you shut up? so earlier on you started out in side bands how did you end up I think your, your first biggest gig was probably when you first started doing enough stuff right your, yeah your, your first prior to that were you doing like local bands and stuff uh prior to that i had um i had just gotten out of git musicians institute in a couple years prior and then I moved back to Chicago. Then I moved back to California. Then I reconnected with Matt Mercado, who was in a band called Mindbomb. Uh, you can look them up. They were great from Chicago. And he was going to do his uh, second release for that album and call it something else. And he was with Mercury Records. And he put a band together. And he wanted to live by the beach. So he rented this awesome house. Had an elevator that went right into the apartment. It was great. Elevator. And... Um, 42 Brooks, you can look that up. It's in Venice Beach. And um, we all lived there, like all of us. And we wrote these songs and played and did all that stuff for about 
six months and then the deal went south and he got pulled. So I think I was still out there at the time. And then, and then enough's enough called and, you know, uh, they were looking for, for someone we had spoke prior a while ago, but I guess, you know, I don't remember what happened, but they needed someone to go on a tour to go on tour. So I moved back to Chicago. So I was in LA at the time and moved back for the band. That was 96. I think the timeline's right there. I could be a little off, but I think that's how it went. So I was out there, moved back to join Enough's Enough. And prior to that was doing that. That I, I'm, I was a fan too of them before I joined and <laughs> still, still am, you know. but it's like I I, at the time, I, I, I was totally a fan. I would go see him up the Thirsty Whale all the time and go see him play. And when they asked me to join, I was really excited and I spent a lot of time with them. And it's unfortunate how everything ended. I still don't feel really right, you know, really good about it. Cause like you said, there's so much, so many good songs and so many great oh, things. Yeah. And then there's that other side, you know, it's bittersweet, right? I wish it was all sweet. And, uh, and uh, it's, unfor I don't know. I don't want to say unfortunate because things happen for a reason. And the reason is you're not doing things right. So it's like, I don't know what happened, but I don't like how it ended and everything. And, you know, I wish I could have still been involved and still done stuff, but it just, people don't change and things didn't change and you can either accept it or, or try to, you know, make it better, fight it. And then you just sound like you're complaining all the time. So I, I didn't know what else to do. I just didn't feel like, like wanted anymore in that situation. Somebody and the guy was a comedian, I think. Mm -hmm. And he said something like, I used to like look at things that I was involved with that I didn't care for after the fact and I wouldn't want to look at it anymore and I kind of just dismissed it like all these good years of things I've done and I would just like kind of like not want to think about it because of the bad stuff but you mm -hmm. can't do that you have to remember that at one time it was good and that's a very positive way to think about it but uh I'm kind of like in the same way like I don't have any reason to play fly high michelle or new thing it, it doesn't do anything for me either way it's not like I can't play those songs it's terrible you know, I mean, some like songs that. when you were actually in the band, I mean, when you were actually a part of the band and you actually were singing a lot of them. So it's not like you were, I have mixed feelings about like, you know, it's a cover. I think music is music. And if you sing it, you sing it. And I get that if you want to write it and it's your song. But if there's a song you sang during the years that you were there, you know what I mean? Just no reason I wish why I could, it would be weird. I mean, I wish I could look at it that way, but they're, ultimately they're not my songs. I didn't write them. And I was just singing the way I thought they sounded to try to interpret them the best for performance to make it as, as authentic as it could be without the right guy uh, you know and just here play it right and I just basically got chastised for it and belittled for it and you know people like hardcore Donnie V fans and you know you're not Donnie V but a lot of people would get it and would like it and it was a representation I thought I was doing the right thing I but, think it was really good yeah I mean you know and even internally like you know it's like with the band I mean not so much with just mainly Chip, you know, Donnie here and there, but it's like, I almost got like a backlash for, for doing it, doing it right, for doing it good, you know, should have probably done it bad and they probably would have embraced it better, but it's. Uh, I think it's hard. I think, you know, you, it, when I listen to it, I mean, like my opinion really matters to you, but like listening to some of the live stuff, right? I'm going to give you my opinion anyhow, because I think it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually think, on a serious note, I think like it's hard, like you, you're doing somebody else's probably guitar is kind of you can, you can just get the tone you can kind of copy it or put your little licks in but when you're doing a vocal thing it's really hard to either either copy them and then you're going to get gig for that or you're not singing it the way it's supposed to be and you get gig for that you know i think when you were singing it you were in the middle 
it, yeah. it lent it lent to the song to where it belonged, but you weren't being Donnie because you're not Donnie. And, yeah. But, but but to that point, it was in the right tone, in the right key. It wasn't like something different. And I think a lot of people that don't even know enough enough, I wouldn't even know the difference mm. in a concert. You know, just going to the band, really know the member kind of thing. And yep. just wouldn't even know the difference. Mm. And and the vocals were strong and they were good. And you know, they're just I don't know. And I think that's why they put you on. I mean, you wouldn't have been the singer if you weren't. Regardless of what somebody said. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're exactly right. And the fact that you noticed that, which is to me, it's like pointing out the obvious. I mean, some people will never see it that way, and a lot of people will. And the people I talk to that would always come up and say something nice to me about it, they would basically, you know, say that exactly what you said. And it was, I just, it wasn't like that's right to me or I, or I was, I wanted to hear it. I was just doing my best to not look, to not embarrass myself. <laughs> I just wanted to sing them and have it sound good. I wasn't trying to take over anything or, or, or change anything. And actually towards the end, I was getting sick of hearing myself sing them because I wanted to hear them with the original voice yeah but the original voice kept messaging me and emailing me and saying <laughs> horrible things to me <laughs> not anymore he's nice to me now um I'm glad. but you know for a while there he wasn't too happy about it and then chip would be happy it's like when some when there's always when there's some kind of conflict and craziness you know there's some of those people that are they get happy and excited when there's like chaos going on <laughs> that's how he was but, I don't think you're going to win between the two of those guys. Those guys need to come to terms together and then so maybe crazy. everyone can move forward. It would be so nice important. if you guys could all. It is. It'd be nice if you guys could at least be on good terms, you know, just on good terms. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not legacy. on bad terms. Like I'll talk to anybody, but I haven't heard from Chip in a long time. I don't know. He's probably mad because of my podcasts, but uh, Hey, you know, I, I never hold back. If it's funny, it's funny. It's got to go out. I, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, hold back or not say something, you know, it's if it's for the craft if it's funny you got to say it right so i didn't think anything i said was it might have been a little mean-spirited at times but it wasn't like horrible and 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 it was super funny all those podcasts so um he might be mad about that but he told me he, he liked them so he maybe just didn't want to tell me he was mad kind of like the guy that i used to live next door that i cut his bushes and i cut a big chunk out of these evergreens because they were infringing into our yard and I said, sorry, I cut these, you know, they were dying. They were in the yard. I'm like, are you, are you mad? And he looked at them and he almost, he almost threw up because he's like a law Nazi. He's an old man. He loves his backyard. And he's like, I'm not mad. I'm surprised. I'm like, all right, well, as long as you're not mad. And then he never spoke to me again. I'm still a little agitated about it, but I was like depressed for like six months about it because they're older people. I've known for 20 years. They're super nice. After that, by the way, my mother told me to do it. And then when I did it, She's like, oh, you did that? I'm like, well, you told me to. She goes to Jewel and buys them an apology gift. It throws oh. me under the bus and goes over with a fruit basket. And I'm sitting there with twigs in my hair going. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm just, you know, I gave up. I'm, but I was That's really upset that they were <laughs> mad at that they were upset with me. <laughs> It didn't even look that, that bad. I mean, maybe there was a huge gaping hole, but there were dead branches. You know, they were evergreens. You know how they, yeah. on the outside, they're green, but in the middle, they're dead. Yeah, yeah. So when you cut them, that's all you have are dead branches. Holes, right. So I chop, clean those off. And by the time you do that, it's like when you're getting a haircut, like a little more, little more, little yeah. more. And then, you know, then they cut too much. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of trimming around the, around the backyard. I'm getting pretty good at it. 
So it's, I, you know, I took my time. I was eyeballing it, but I should have just straight at, at the fence and, and just been done with it. I kind of went over on their side because the branches were broken and dead and I wanted to make them nice. And then the next thing you know, so I think that's why people get offended because you're on their property. I didn't, I, I didn't do that. I didn't want the, the wishes to die. I just wanted them to go away. Yeah, just, and I, just go away, go away, go <laughs> away. <laughs> See, you are not alone in the bush battle. I'm telling you, man, it is the worst. Um, yeah, well, I'm upset about it. I, I can't believe your mom turned you the bus, so that's the worst. That's hilarious. Yeah, she didn't say anything. She just goes immediately to the store. Where, where, where do you, where'd you bring them? I give them an apology. I'm like, you told me to do it. Yeah, I just wanted to trim a little bit. That's, that's yeah, just like sold you out. That's like one thing out of the hundred things I would hear a week. It doesn't wow. matter. It's you know, I'm not a landscaper. She should have had someone else do it. You know, there it was the the evergreens were going into the drain and causing water to flood and pool up. It was doing it for more reasons, and also you know there was evergreens all over the stones and into the air conditioning ducks and everything was all their stuff coming over it's all they had to do is trim that stuff and it had never been trimmed it looked like it was growing for you know centuries and i think that's what they like they want the privacy they want to this is our compound you know this is our you know we don't want people to have to look through and you still couldn't look through but i did cut out a big chunk and um, ridiculous apology gift that's so funny. I feel like I got to bring an apology gift everywhere I go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> got this, I got these, get this cake for you. <laughs> some of your solo stuff, and you're doing, you have some, you have it, your solo music, and you have like, I was listening to some of your albums, and they're, I think, I'm step back. I think some of your music, though, what's really good about it is, it's like you, you did enough enough, but then you have like, and one one of your clips, you like do like a bunch of like a like a montage or a melody perhaps of, of different types of music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? That's freaking hilarious. But the fact you can you can go and uh, immerse yourself in different styles is such a strength. And I think it probably plays to you writing your your Madman jingles as a side thing because it's a creative outlet in a way that you can pull from other sources, which is not one dimensional. And I think that's a strength that mm-hmm. you have. That clearly it's humor. Another piece of technology and music is, you know. Yep, trying. I mean, um, I, I like all different, all kinds of different stuff. Um, uh, you know, being one dimensional with what you do, if you're great at it, like in Gracie Jiu Jitsu, they have like only so many moves and oops, for the basics. And those guys can build a career out of those moves. Mm-hmm. And um, same thing with other, you know other areas but um with music you could do one thing if you do it great and it's working for you fine but nowadays it's it's hard just to do one thing you got to do like a lot of different you know there's like so many different things you got to be able to do just to put out something and and musically if you can do multiple styles i'm not saying i can but i can touch on them but i I like just stuff that's rememberable and poppy and catchy and I, i like heavier stuff too back in the day i used to play a lot heavier stuff um not so much anymore. I just don't have the energy for it. But um, I, I just try to keep it, you know, memorable and poppy. And I think that it goes along the lines of some of my guys that I like, like Elvis Costello or the Beatles. And, you know, they've managed to, to change it up a lot. Well, Elvis Costello's got, what, 20, 30 albums? It does not stop. I've seen him live, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever it was. And 
It's perfect. Played is he doing that wheel? That that song wheel he does sometimes? That was before, I saw him before that, but that's cool too. That's yeah, when like you got that, so yeah. many songs, you can just spin a wheel and pick one. Yeah, he's he's great. I mean, enough's enough can almost do that, like spin a wheel and pick a song. Yeah, know? but the fans wouldn't be as forgiving. Oh, a, a couple of- I think it's a, a different, different audience. The wheel would have to be rigged. It'd have to be <laughs> like, like at a carnival. He <laughs> fell like 50 times. <laughs> well, he hit a fly high, he fell again. What can I say, bro? He's landing on it. That's because there's 48 of them. <laughs> put, put something else in there, like my dear dream. Then let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it is a shame because there's a lot of really good songs out there. Oh, it never ends. That's why it's, it's so heartbreaking to think that I won't be able to do that anymore because the songs are really good. And I would love to just go up there and sing them and play them, but I got no reason to do that anymore. So you do a mixture of your older stuff? What do you do at this point? Like, what's, what, How are you feeling now with your history of you music? Know, you... When I'm doing live shows, it's usually just cover band stuff. I would love to do originals. I mean, I have had original bands and I would, I would love to do that. I would do that now. I have, I have written over 300 songs. I mean, I've, I've got lots of material. Um, I did go on tour once with a band called The Traders, and it was in, in the UK. Um, do you know Rob Lane? He's from the UK. He's got a great podcast, Straight to Video. And um, Michael Richards was the drummer. We did a three piece. They were just they liked the songs, and you know they knew me from Enough's Enough, so I went out mm-hmm. there and we did a whole tour on just my stuff. And it's on iTunes, just Johnny Monaco and The Traders, and uh, it was a uh, that was like the only time I really did originals like live touring like that. It was awesome. I would love I'll to, have to check that. it out. I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah, that would be great. That would be ultimately what I would all like to do. Um, but other, usually when I'm playing out live, it's I'm doing covers and I try not to do the standard stuff like, you know, that you hear in all the cover bands. So I do a lot of seventies and mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, power pop, English Brit pop and, uh, I'll do some like, you know, 80s and stuff like that, some currents, but I'll put like a little spin on it. But for the most part, I'm doing like 70s and I'm playing to tracks and I, I just like all those songs like um, like Queen Tunes and um, there's a, good, a couple of good ones. Like I have a list of them. They're all on my website. All the songs I do, there's a, there's a list, like tons of them. I just got like a book of songs and I just feel the vibe out of the room and see what the people kind of want to hear. And, and I try to uh, not get kicked out. I'm just telling yeah. everybody I, I'm trying not to get COVID. And I, and um, I walk around the house with um, Kleenex boxes on my feet, like Mr. Burns. You ever seen like that episode? Your, yeah. You have the jars of urine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the long toenails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get away from it. What are you drinking? I drink? heard he's uh, not doing good. <laughs> That was a good episode. Yeah, I think you, I mean, really, I mean, that was something you really should, I, you know, don't I would love to. You should totally. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's stuff. do it. Well, you can be my be. manager. We'll put a band together close. and get me in the door. I, uh, I, I have a lot of stuff way. on my website. You know, I look at my website and I'm like, well, it looks like I've done some stuff. I mean, maybe I'm just faking myself out, but how come no one's calling? How come I'm not doing anything? Right don't now, I guess it's hard right because no one's doing anything, but, but, right. And you I'm do you have a fantastic website. It's fantastic. There's so much stuff on. I couldn't even re- like spill it out of my head. That's why I'm saying that might be a problem. These questions, you know, well, that, that could be good and bad. It's like when you go to a Chinese restaurant and you see like all this stuff, it's like, it's almost like overwhelming. Like it's too much. Whereas if you just go somewhere and there's like five things to pick from, 
mm-hmm. you, you know, five good things. Not that my stuff isn't good. I think there's a lot of good stuff on there. There's just like so much. I'm trying to find a way to organize it better, but there's just so much, you know, it's either I leave a bunch out or I do it like that. So I'm not really a web, a web guy. I do the best I can, but yeah, I, pretty you know, good. that's a struggle doing that stuff. Yeah. A lot of bands don't even have their websites updated anymore. I think a lot of people stopped doing that too. Just past year. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the fact you got yours going and stuff, I mean, right. you know, well, I think you should do that. I think you should, you know, when the time comes, even if you start small, just kind of playing locally or something, get the word out there, do your album. Yeah. Do you do a small I, I streaming thing? Yeah. Do that it for yourself. Great. I would love to do that. I, I have an ad I'll put ready to go. I'm going to put it out. I just don't want to keep getting humiliated by Craigslist people. They're all mad at me. Where's your, where's your, you can go deliver pizza. That's all I want to know is, How's that car you deliver those pizzas in? Living in your mother's basement. She let you take the car out? Listen to me, just so you know, she lets me take it, okay? Sometimes she's like, just don't take the Lexus. Just take your father's car. Well, that's my car now. Well, then take yours. (laughs) Here's some gas money. (laughs) All right. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Uh, It's been great talking to you tonight. I know know, we're all going through hard times, but it's, it's real life. I mean... You're a real person. We're all real people. I mean, that's, and I want to thank you for taking the time to share some thoughts. I mean, that's. I, I appreciate you reaching out. Thanks so much for having me.